Hey, what up, Peak Freaks? It's your messy little minion, Kevin, here. I am pleased to announce that Peak Freaks is now the number one podcast in America, with President Joe Biden calling it a must-listen for any true patriot. If you want to make Joe proud, just leave us a five-star rating, write a short review, or refrain from any acts of terror on our divided nation. We only have two episodes of Twin Peaks left before the season one finale, so thank you to everyone that's been sitting shotgun for this ride. Hopefully our farts haven't been stinking up the car too much. On that note, let's get into it. I'm surprised you're supporting Bud Light. You know, the whole world is anti-Bud Light. You're, uh... Why are they... What? Are, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, really? You haven't heard about this? No. Some, like, transvestite was like a sponsor of Bud Light and like people are like pissed about it and not drinking it. Oh no, I just this was the only thing that was lower than 90 calories and in bottles. I don't No, I know you're subtly saying it tastes like garbage. I like Bud Light. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Peak freaks, episode five, episode six, realization <laughs> time. Are we on episode seven? Oh, Peak Freaks episode seven, episode six, realization time. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Action. Action. Cooper gently rejects Audrey's advances, stating that while she is very desirable, she needs a friend more than anything. He says he will get food. She will put on her clothes and then she will tell him all her troubles. She says that Laura had a lot of secrets. That line about he says he will get food is so generic. <laughs> like he like, <laughs> it's like, I'm going to run to the grocery store. No, he's like, I'm going to get two malts and some fries or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm very good at the time when I was watching it. Yeah, it did. But the way this uh, fandom makes it sound like, Hey, like, I'm just going to run to the grocery store. Can you give me a list? <laughs> yeah. Let's get food before we go out. Um, so it sounded like he wanted to bang her and he held himself because he's a, a man of honor. Or he also might just be worried that she's not actually 18. But I also think that she got way too happy, way too quick to get completely friend zoned by him. She's like crying yeah. and then all of a sudden was happy about it. So it just made me double down on the fact that I don't think that she's so much into Cooper as much as she is just into getting to know everything about this case. So she could break it herself. I think you're right. Cause I, I agree that she got like over it really quick. And it was either that what you're saying or that maybe she just needs someone to talk to because her whole life, it's, it seems like she's had a whole parents. But I think her personality is more like what you're saying. I still think Dennis is right that she just wants love and he kind of rejected her. So she just played it cool. So I'm I think she would have fucked him because she wants the attention. So she's fucking him. Or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She's pegging Cooper. Yes. And then Cooper says he has no secrets, which is a lie. Like he's the most mysterious person. Yeah, I do feel like, I mean, just watching the show now, he's definitely become more humanized. He was very, he seemed very mysterious. You didn't know his true intentions, but like now it just seems like Twin Peaks is making him more human, I guess. You know, do you guys get that vibe? I agree. I was going to say, I think at this one, he kind of comes back to what he was before a little bit more robotic. That's later on in the episode when he's getting coffee. Okay. Andy enters the station house. He tries to talk to Lucy, but she brushes him off to talk privately on the phone with her doctor. Lucy is the one character who I can never remember her name when I'm taking notes. Everybody yeah. else I can kind of get at this point. Lucy, I cannot remember. Yeah, yeah. same. Totally. I remember yeah. everyone's name. <laughs> oh, and name as many characters as you can right now. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah, let's, on come spot. on, let's do it. It's too much on the spot. Um, Harry, Cooper, Lucy, <laughs> Laura, James, Bobby. Be better if you gave me some flashcards. Oh, Leo, Tom and Jerry. Or is that Ben and Jerry? <laughs> ben and Jerry, Ben and Jerry, Ben and Jerry. Uh, Ed, I don't know. I'm going to fumble over this the whole time and I'll remember some things. I think I have a harder time looking at the person and being like, I don't know who that is. So my only quick note here was 
I do not understand what is going on with Andy and Lucy. Yeah. They, they have not gotten into that at all. I mean, it's just, it seems like he's just kind of like, why don't you call me Andy? Like he's a fucking kind of a loser. Yeah. Yeah. He's a loser. I think that she's like, I can't fucking deal with this guy. And he just keeps coming up. It's just yeah. like, I'm not going to tell him. I don't understand what, how it's fitting into the bigger picture. Like it's some side story that I don't think anyone should care about unless it does fit into, they're just showing him as a wimp, I guess. And I think maybe there's going to be some arc of, there's only one episode left though. So I don't know how much of an arc there could be. There's only yeah, one more left in the first season. Yeah. Shit. We're going to have to do 20. What is it? The next? <laughs> there's 22 episodes in season two. We'll take yeah. a We'll take a year break. <laughs> <laughs> That's three times as much as what we're doing right now. Okay, well, back to Andy and the secretary. It, I guess while you guys mentioned that, I kind of hope they just don't address it and that it is just like one of those awkward work hookups that is just like kind of never answered. Just like, yes, like she hooked up with him. It was a mistake. And he's just the bitch who kind of like is still hanging on to it. Because like, that happens all the time in real life. Mm-hmm. She's just but normally kidding. it happens like over text. And this yeah. time it's like more awkward because it's in person and he has to confront her in person. She's kind of like ghosting him in person is what's happening. What do you think she's talking to her doctor about on the phone? Seemed important. She seemed very concerned about it. And then it just cut away. So I don't really know. I I feel like it has to do something with like babies. Only reason I'm saying that is whenever a woman's like talking to a doctor and she doesn't like the news, it's like, oh, you're not pregnant or she is either sick or she is pregnant. So that would be a very logical explanation. Pregnant with Andy's baby. Yes. Oh. Yes. That would be it. Oh, maybe. And then maybe she's upset because it's Andy's baby. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Let's get into the really important part. While the credits were rolling, it said writer Harley Payton. And I decided to look up the writer of this episode. And fun fact, the guy who wrote this episode also wrote Friends with Benefits the Timberlake and Kunis movie. Oh, really? Yeah, you would not expect that. No. That's why that's why Andy and Lucy are together. <laughs> friends with benefits. And well, there's a friend scene with Cooper and Audrey, maybe kind of paved the way for friends with yeah. benefits. Yeah, dude, this guy's got friend zoned so many times, but like just dreams of banging his friend. And it just never happens. So he just yeah. keeps putting it on movies and shows. It just keeps going on and on. Just subtly, just it's getting more, less and less subtle as it goes on. <laughs> like his next he's movie, just, I want to fuck my friend. Yeah. <laughs> but he's the main character. Susie, why don't you fuck me? <laughs> <laughs> or, or it's just like, well, this might be too dark, but it's just like him in like a Louis C.K. situation where he's like jerking off. Like, why would you fuck me? I'm fucking old. An hour and a half comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, sounds hilarious. <laughs> Some good laughs along the way. <laughs> that is interesting, though. I mean, okay. so the guy peak here. Okay. No, I, I didn't dig too deep into it. His IMDb was uh, he like wrote a couple of episodes of other TV shows. But all right, move on. Uh, I was just wondering what instrument Cooper was playing when he walked in the sheriff station. It's a it's a recorder, and he plays three notes, and it goes do do do. It's like. So I was like, I wonder what notes those are. Because like, why why else would he be walking in playing three notes and that be it? So I was curious as to see if there's any specific notes that he played or someone can can hear notes. I debated on downloading like the guitar tuner thing, holding it up to the TV to see if I could get the notes. And then I'm like, this it's not that serious. Maybe it was <laughs> L-E-O. Is L a note? No. <laughs> Well, did you guys notice what made a return? Cooper's uh, FBI jacket. <laughs> oh my god! All right, we have Dennis on camera. He's wearing a blue bomber jacket with a. It appears to be embroidered, like a strong embroidery. Uh, yeah, I went to FBI. a store. Yeah, really they, uh, well done. They sewed it in, and it's purposefully the F is a little bit smaller than the B, which looks like an eight. The I is lowercase. This is pretty standard FBI issue. Yeah. That's it. Oh. <laughs> All right, Dennis's prop. 
Round of applause. I got, got it out of the way within like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> I had I literally finished this episode like 15 minutes ago while watching Survivor. I was watching the last <laughs> 10 minutes. Great. You're gonna have a lot to bring to this table today, Dennis. That's great. I feel okay. like I had a squeeze in home, like a study for a test, like right before you, you like <laughs> forgot about it. And you're walking into the class, like, reading the book, and you're like, I'm totally <laughs> okay. I um okay. I'm reading the next paragraph. I jumped ahead a little bit, but this kind of goes into what we just said. Cooper enters, blowing the whistle he whittled, and speaks to Lucy, who was out sick the previous day. Dr. Hayward and Harry study Waldo the bird, and Hayward says it will start talking once it is healthy. Hawk hands a file to Cooper. The forensics report states that Laura Palmer, Renette Pulaski, and Leo Johnson all visited Jacques' cabin, and there's a picture of Waldo on Laura's shoulder. Cooper leaves his voice recorder near the bird and wants to visit One-Eyed Jacks, but it is over the border, so he suggests sending the bookhouse boys. <laughs> I really loved this scene because Harry Truman asks Cooper, when will he start talking again? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was one of the funniest questions to ask. When is this bird going to start talking again? Like anyone would know. Yeah. Um, I also really liked that Harry looked at the picture <laughs> when Cooper handed it to him and he said, that's our Waldo. <laughs> and he's like, no, that's Laura. With Waldo on him, you idiot, but said it in such a nice way to make him not feel like an absolute idiot. <laughs> but Harry Truman was the dumbest person ever in the entire room. <laughs> I know it, that is true. Like the other guy, the other guy was right about him. Like that guy's an idiot. Yeah, that's, that is hilarious. though. that's our Waldo. <laughs> like nothing else interesting here. It's it's really funny. I think Truman's been having lines like that the whole season. And I think if you went back, you could catch a lot of like because he did the alley oop thing in the last episode. He's just he's got a lot of good one liners that are either intentional or not intentional. Yeah, I guess if you think about it, he hasn't really brought anything to the investigation. Like he's an idiot. He's got some moral support and like gets the talk of the town. He's like, oh, that's this person. But he'll say like, that's this person. Don't worry about him. That's, yeah. not that's Leo. He's a good guy. <laughs> He's kind of the muscle. He uh, punched one. He punched one guy. What true. I got from the scene is, I guess Leo isn't such an angel like we thought. I know, which is crazy. He was involved in this. I'm still not so convinced. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's funny that they're. It's kind of the whole Waldo situation is kind of like a classic police interrogation scene but it's a bird they're like kind of trying to get him to talk oh yeah <laughs> okay next scene but yeah we bring back the bookhouse boys bobby walks towards the johnson's house in his truck leo watches him through binoculars and sees him embracing shelly he takes out his rifle but not in time to get a shot shelly cries to bobby about shooting leo and says that she knows he is out there watching her Bobby pledges to take care of Leo and James and to protect her from now on. Leo gets back in his car to listen to a police broadcast of Lucy talking about Waldo and drives away. I have a question. Why is he throwing James in there? He just he just doesn't like the guy like on the same level. Like I'm a, I'll take care of Leo and James, you know? <laughs> I don't really get why it's like why James? I wondered the same thing and it's almost like in his like foolish high school mind he's like this guy's fucking my girl. This guy's killing people. We need to take care of these guys. Yeah. This guy's a sad sucker. <laughs> and this guy's killing people. <laughs> like, yeah, running a drug ring. and yeah. <laughs> Why is he mad at James? Because he was with Laura? Yeah, as far as we're aware, that's it. Yeah. I just like when Bobby came in to see Shelly and he just goes, Bobby's here. Bobby's here. <laughs> But yet he was getting Leo was looking through the scope like he was he was about to shoot him. It's just funny that Bobby thinks like he's the savior. He's gonna take care of everything. But overall, I think he's probably a big wimp and won't do anything. And Shelly's gonna get like hurt and Bobby's gonna run away because he's afraid of Leo. That's good because I wrote down he says Bobby's gonna deal with everything when he's embracing her. So yeah, he's like talking in like in the third person, like he's some like hero savior, but yeah, he is clearly just some naive 
high school kid. Do you think they're doing that just so like people like Owen just remember the people's names? <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to get stuff though. It's working. Okay, oh, Owen's really on top of Bobby now. <laughs> Leo's gonna shoot his rifle. Leo's aiming. Leo's <laughs> on the trigger. It's kind of like one of those kindergarten shows. Like I was just watching <laughs> Dennis. Have you ever seen Spidey and his amazing friends? Yeah. I was watching that all while I was on vacation with my niece and nephew. Uh -oh. Just like the way they narrate everything. Oh no, I'm outside Tony Stark's apartment. <laughs> oh, look at this guy robbing people. That's bad. We should go arrest him. <laughs> I'm the Green Goblin. I'm robbing people for their gumballs. <laughs> the thing I hate about that show is they all have the same voice. It's like, it drives me insane. Did you know it's the Fallout Boy guy singing the theme song? Yeah. And all this music in there. Yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, we should show, we should do a podcast about Spidey. We would be the first to do a podcast about Spidey and his amazing friends. <laughs> that is true. That'd be good though. Crazy. Do you watch Bluey at all on your vacation, Kevin? No, Spidey and there's something else, but I'm mostly Spidey. Bluey's like the the big show that everyone likes. It's from Australia and it's about a family of dogs. What kind of adventures do they get into? Just like basic bullshit, everyday stuff. Like someone spilled the paint on the floor? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's continue. All right. <laughs> James, Donna, and Maddie listen to Laura's tape recorded for Jacoby, which is very flirtatious. There is an empty case labeled with the date of Laura's death, and James says they will find the tape that night in Jacoby's office. But like they were totally boning, right? Dr. J and Laura. I don't By know. By the way the tape sounded, it was too like, or maybe that's just a like girl's diary, like trying to write her own like fantasy like book, but she's doing it via tape. I think she just gets off on teasing him. Like she knows she can have him, just likes to tease him, keep her on her like the tip of her fingers kind of thing. But, but at the end of it says you could just be like our little secret, just like your coconut the coconut had the other half of the heart i feel like laura was giving out half of hearts to a lot of people and just well, I mean, teasing people yeah. left and right i mean and she basically did. even says that like it's just so easy for her to get guys to, like want to fuck her and this is almost like the ultimate challenge like she's not only opening up to somebody about this ability she's also seducing him at the same time so this guy's probably so fucked in the head like oh yeah that's true you know, Laura's like kind of a real bitch. I don't like she's her. Like, mm -hmm. No, she like the fact that she's dead might be a good thing. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. I think she just figure it out and move on. But everyone obsessing over her, she's just awful. I know. Like even the opening scene where Audrey's like, Laura had lots of secrets. Like she's not a fucking god. Like who cares? So what do you think? They should just close the investigation and <laughs> burn like, her ashes? <laughs> you know, probably just arrest, arrest James and then just close the case. Yeah. Say it was James yeah. and be done with it. <laughs> so they think that Dr. Jacoby killed her, or at least they think he is the key, and they plan this like mischievous crank call. Yeah, like I, crank, crank yankers. Yeah. <laughs> You had to be thinking of that when you said crank, right? <laughs> well, I mean, that's definitely a term, like crank call. I but know, I did but, but it's, no one knew about that. I mean, at least our age, no one knew what crank meant. Everyone said prank, and we're like, what's crank? I would I would Google that, and I think it goes back a long time. I think that's why they no, named it. I, no, I agree, but everyone of our age first heard of the word. If you think of making a, a phony phone call to someone, you call it a prank call. Yeah. No one calls it a crank call. Oh, even though that might be what it's called yeah <laughs> except kevin tried to be like elite yeah. on this podcast yeah. let people know that he he knows it's really called a crank call anyways it's all right it's all right kevin we can you move can, on, you you don't on. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i think what because my understanding of james plan was he was gonna call an asian restaurant and be like you want chicken for my, for my rice <laughs> <laughs> or or uh Call someone and go, you kick at my dog. That one? <laughs> Kevin, that's what got that's what got Shane McGillis to not get <laughs> going to SNL. <laughs> that, 
that guy's crushing it now. Did you know that? I know. It's very funny. He's like the, but, probably the top like touring stand-up in the world. But I can't wait until you have your SNL tryout and they <laughs> pull back that scene right there. <laughs> or but mine was chicken fried rice. But mine was an impression of a bad like like I don't know. Okay, sorry, Shane, Gill- Shane Gillis. You haven't heard about him? Very um, funny. His stand-up on YouTube. I only watched that so far, and I was like crying laughing. At Horn's department store, Audrey fails to sell perfume to the customer, Theodore Ridgely, mostly due to her patronizing attitude. The boss, Emery Betis, tells her colleague, Jenny, to meet him in his office. Audrey enters Betis's office through the stockroom after telling a lie to the stockroom boy to make him go. She hides in a closet to watch the meeting. I, I love the lie that she told the stockroom boy. And he's just like... All right, <laughs> car crash. What was it? Something like that. He said there was something. Hang on, I have it written down here. Oh, the guy falls hard for the bus lie. He says something about. She says something about a bus. Like there's like a, a bus, bus crashed into something, and he's like, "Okay." He didn't even say anything. He's just like, <laughs> "I love that guy." It's like there's like what's another lie she could have told? Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, the boss needs you in the front, or like okay. <laughs> something a little more obvious. Like, hey, that's a nice shirt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or how about she could just be like, get out of this room. My dad owns the place. <laughs> like, I'm hot, you're a guy. Get out the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> Cover your ears and eyes. <laughs> Stick this thing up your ass. From daddy. <laughs> I would have done anything for her. Um, before that, she says Audrey's going to use the little girl's room, like completely sincere. Have you guys ever said, I'm going to use a little boy's room in a non ironic way? No, but I hate when people fucking. No, talk. I've never. It's so yeah. weird. Especially Where like did that older. originate from? I always wonder about that. Like kindergarten, it's like these guys learned about it in kindergarten and never let it go, and they're fifty-five years old. I think, yeah, that's going. something that I feel like an older generations use, like our generation, yeah. where everyone's afraid yeah. of pedophiles. Don't doesn't use that. That's I think very true. I think people weren't afraid of pedophiles back in the day, so they could make jokes like that. It was kind of just like an easy joke, like hardly working or hard working hard or hardly working, and then it just become became a pedophile thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just always imagine when guys say that too that they're just going into like the kindergarten bathroom where the toilets are super small, <laughs> your urinals are really low. Dude, that's that's exactly what I imagine too. Like a guy squatting <laughs> trying to pee in a yeah. urine. Go, go to the little urinal. boys' room. Like, all right, man, you could use the adult bathroom where the toilets are normal size. Too. Yeah, it just sounds inconvenient. Use the, <laughs> the big boy room. Come on. <laughs> I used to tell a joke, or it was just like a quick one line where I'd be like, Hey, I'm going to go use the little boys' room and then I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. Back to the show. I like that Audrey lit a cigarette in the closet. I know that it probably smells like cigarettes in there already, but I feel like you could definitely smell when someone just lit a new cigarette. It's pretty obvious that you're in there. Maybe it's, it's just guy. like maybe it's presumed that like people are just smoking in every room everywhere all the time at this mm-hmm. point. But if she's trying to be discreet, why do that? You know, she just likes the thrill of like maybe getting caught. Yeah, I do think maybe they're setting up like a fire because that's many times where she's like lit a cigarette inside of a building. They haven't mentioned a fire anywhere once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't see who that would benefit. How? <laughs> They haven't, they haven't, yeah, alluded to that concept at all. <laughs> Did you get to the point where they talked about the girl that they're like, he's interviewing or talking to about what's going on? No, I'm right there. But before okay. I get there, I just want to say that the establishing shot of the Horns department store does not look like a small town. It looks <laughs> like it could be like Spokane, Washington, or like some like medium sized metropolis. Yeah. Nice name. Nice name drop, Kevin. I feel like Spokane is such a, a like obscure city if you don't I, live near it. I've been to Spokane and I feel really? like yeah, yeah. That I I do feel like that's I guess Spokane didn't seem that big to me, like the size of Twin Peaks. 
it's like a biggish city, so I don't. I mean, yeah, I guess they had high rises. Yeah, they said there's 50,000 people in the city in Twin Peaks. They just remember what we said, that there's 50,000 people that grew up in our hometown. And we had a huge mall. So maybe they got a decent-sized mall or small mall. A small Wait, mall. is Twin Peaks a real town? No, it's based in North. It's like all North Bend and Snoqualmie Falls out here. So it's not so like what city. What city is the yeah. equivalent of that, of like where it's supposed to be? Is there a city like... That's it's supposed know. to be. I don't okay. know, to be honest. Can we get to the uh, second half of this paragraph? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Battis tells Jenny that the people at One Eye Jacks wanted her there, perhaps to be a hospitality coordinator. After they leave, Audrey looks through the boss's little black book and finds the names of many women rated with hearts. Renette's name being among them, Audrey takes the silver unicorn that Battis, Batiste, Bettis gave to Jenny. Batista. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I just want to have all of them just in case. Is like Jer Jerome Bettis? Yeah, that was the last one. <laughs> the, the bus. bus. <laughs> that's where. That's why that guy yeah. fell for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the bus is outside. <laughs> Jerome Bettis? <laughs> oh, man. This little black book, this guy invented like Tinder before it existed, right? I got a question. <laughs> it's about who's, who's Renette? Polanski. Which one is she? She's she she walked across the railroad track. Okay, she, that's what I that's what I thought. Okay. She was one she was with Laura that night. Yeah, so it just sounds like these women have been recruited for one eye jacks. Yeah. I feel like this is the least like telling thing. Like everyone already knew this. So yeah. like the fact that they're going in and showing it, it's like, okay. This seed's kind of unnecessary. I just like that he gave her a gift and it was just like a small, um, a unicorn, like a glass unicorn. <laughs> it's the worst gift I've ever seen. Like this little oh, shit, I don't even remember that. Yeah, and I think she left it. <laughs> so she left it's such a <laughs> shitty gift. I got Lisa flowers yesterday for her birthday and she's she said she hated them and why? <laughs> Why would she ever like these type of flowers? Uh, no, I get it. Got it. I'm, I'm with you. That's yeah, awful. That, Why would she do that? And then her but, mom came up with like the perfect, the perfect flowers. Her favorite. Yeah, kind. I guess that's never happened to me though. Whenever those flowers come, they're always like, "Thank you." But after 12 years, but, Dennis, you think you would know what flowers? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I do know true. what flowers, but they're too fucking expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like $90. I went to Heinen's and I got three bouquets for six. Okay, we'll delete that. Uh, yeah. He's not He's listening to this. We haven't watched any scenes yet, so I'm just going to pull up this one. Just because this girl that's like in the room with the uh, department store guy is just a terrible actress. Hospitality girls escort important guests, VIPs. It's a lucrative opportunity, Jenny. Attending to wealthy men in need of a little company. That sounds cool, as long as they're wealthy. Jenny, your attitude will take you far in this life. This show is so fucking cheesy. I'm just not yeah. realizing it. Like, just her facial expressions, like, my God, it's... It is a cheesy show. No, that one was really bad. Just <laughs> what's that? That sounds cool. Yeah. And I don't know if it's on purpose or just bad. Next scene. Yeah. At the double R diner, Hank tells Shelly about his time in the joint and gets information about who has been around. Harry and Cooper warn Hank that he is on parole and he must be careful. Shelly offers the officers coffee and Cooper tells Harry to give himself a present once a day, every day. In this case, the present being a coffee. I love that philosophy so much. I thought about it today at work since like I saw it. I was like, man, that is like the best way to live your life. Don't, and he says the way that he says, like, give yourself a present once a day. Don't have it planned. Don't do anything like just out of nowhere. Just say yes to something. I'm like, man, that's, I've never heard that before. I liked it a lot. Yeah, that is good. And I feel like he'd be a good uh, Instagram influencer. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, can see that. I can see like a, some fucking Instagram reel that's like showing some person eating an ice cream cone that says that. Damn, that should be our first uh, TikTok. <laughs> it's not even part of the Twin Peaks show. We just take that from Twin Peaks, but say it ourselves. Like, you know, every day, once a day, <laughs> give yourself yeah. a treat. Are we going to have the video of you eating that ice cream cone? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like shit after that. Oh. So a couple of things on this scene. Do you guys enjoy coffee the same way Cooper enjoys coffee? Like it is refreshing. I love it. Yeah. I'm big. Like I drink a lot of coffee and it's like my favorite thing. I think I just drink it too much that it maybe loses the. Yeah. It's so great effect because it's so readily available like at work or at home. I feel like it's now more like a, I need it instead yeah. of enjoying it. Like I just need coffee to, or ca just caffeine. Like to get through the day, like when it hits two thirty, like I need a, another cup of coffee. Because I like coffee, but I've never like taken a sip and been like, "That is, it's almost, it's." No, yeah, I agree. I've never like been like, "Oh my god, this is so good." It's like, all right, it's not as like bitter as it. Like, <laughs> yeah, or like that. Finally, doesn't taste like complete shit, you know. But I like alcohol. But I will say, like, there's times, like, I mean, almost every morning I wake up and I take that first sip of Coke Zero, and I do get that feeling. So I just, I guess it just, like, depends on what your ritual is. And, like, the coffee is more than just the coffee. It's just, like, the, all right, time to wake up and kick this day's ass. Oh, and you got something. Yeah, you, I thought you were going to say no, that. No, I disagreed, and it made me happy. <laughs> just shaking my head and i was like i i love coffee so i like i i love drinking coffee so i feel the same way i got a right question as as i start drinking it i'm happy if you were like you felt fully awake and it's like here's a cup of decaf coffee tastes just like normal coffee and here's another good drink what would you drink no i don't it's not i like the effects of coffee and okay it's the taste and effects combined together are great i don't drink decaf yeah, I think people that my mom drinks decaf. I don't really get it, but yeah, it's such an old, it's such an old person thing. I think all of our parents probably drink decaf. Yeah, I find I I bet I will when I'm older too. You know those those things that your parents do when they were like, and you're like, why would you ever do that? And you start doing it. Yeah, and then you and now it's like, oh, I would never do this. And then you start doing it. So, can you give me? I an might example I of might that? Uh, decaf coffee at night. It's an example. No, no, like what is what's something <laughs> that your parents did that you never thought you would do, but now you are like, is it like oil changes? <laughs> no, I guess my dad. This isn't this isn't like a habit, but hiccup and then burp immediately <laughs> after. <laughs> my dad always did it, and I'm like, that's so fucking weird. Like you go <laughs> like burp immediately after. <laughs> I was like, that will never be me, and I find myself doing it all the time. Yeah, so. That is funny. Lisa's dad does that all the time. It's like I, <laughs> I, I, dude, I hate it. If I could cut that out of my life completely, it'd be amazing. But it, I can't help it. It sounds like Sonic during the water levels when he, <laughs> when he sucks up the bubbles. Dude, you need to, you need to add that. You need to add that sound clip into the into the stream. I can do that as long as people know what I'm talking about. But that sound is very distinct in my head. Yeah, I love that. That's your example, like something involuntary that you you started. Doing. <laughs> I don't know. There's other things, but that's first to mind because I think about it often. Okay, I have a picture of Hank pulled up here just because I thought he looked like Brian Cranston. He does, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, a young a Brian good, yeah. Cranston. He looks like he smokes cigarettes. If that's the thing. So the only other thing from this scene is why does he steal that lighter? I didn't get that either. I didn't either. Like it wasn't his lighter, right? It was like sitting out there in front of him and he kind of just pocketed it. Was that the show just that like he's still a bad boy? Yeah, I think that's I think that's what it was, is that he just he's not he's like a klepto slash does other things like murder, drug deal. Yeah. That makes sense. Like he just sees something he likes and he takes it. Like no. Mm -hmm. But I mean, but why show that like episode before he's like wrestling leo on the ground saying like i don't know oh, just to like show it. like that showed he was still a bad boy like i don't think they maybe just to show him. overall he's just like 
just a shit guy. Like good. even just little things. Yeah. Overall, just a criminal. Audrey convinces Jenny to give her the number for Black Rose. Nothing there. Just there's somebody named Black Rose. No, I wonder if there's any uh, artists, musical artists named Black Rose. I feel like that would be a thing. Are you saying that sarcastically or is there actually one? No, I, I'm, I don't know. It's scary because you can't Google search it. There was another thing came up in this episode that I wanted to Google search. And oh, I was too yeah. great. All right, next scene. On Invitation to Love, Chet shoots Montana and Nadine cheers him on. Ed enters and Nadine offers him chocolates, then starts to cry since her patent was denied. She lists all the things that she was going to get for them and Ed tells her not to give up. The only thing I got from that scene is bonbons. Have you guys ever had one of those? No. I feel like that's something people always say, but I've never, like, seeing at home eating bonbons. Mrs. Kudis <laughs> in sixth grade used to say yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, that's where I got it from. All right, picture a bonbon. Can, can you? I can't. I picture pom-poms. <laughs> That's what I picture. Like a little chocolate version of that. Yeah, me too. So do you think Mrs. Kubis watched Twin Peaks? No, I just think bonbons must have been bigger at some time. I'm oh, wow. Bonbons are not what I was picturing. They are like the... They're kind of like the chocolates you would get in like a in like a pack of chocolates. Yeah. I was picturing a beignet, like a frosted pastry or like a sugar powdered sugar pastry oh okay they look like buckeyes almost it's like moose covered with chocolate i mean they look Next. good okay so her patent was rejected and i like that they're still like ed is really optimistic that she will find her drape runner attorney that's all i got there pete tells harry about his fish from tim and tom's taxidermy and josie gives him a kiss Harry asks what she was doing at the Timber Falls Motel, and she confesses she was spying on Catherine and Ben and that she took pictures as proof for Harry. She says she heard Catherine talking about an accidental fire at the mill and that she will not let it happen. Something's going on with Josie that I don't believe. Yeah, I think, I mean, she's in cahoots with, I mean, at the end of the show, it kind of gets more into it, but I would not have thought her to be the like scumbag of it, but I don't yeah. think it's her decision. I don't think it's her decision. It sounds like she's getting pushed into it. So she's know. probably going to get a payout in a scam. So she's trying to maybe trying to frame the red hair lady. And that's what the horns trying to do too. There are a lot of moving parts to this whole scheme that I do not follow at all. And there's a whole scene later in the episode that I have no clue what the fuck is going on. Yeah, it's it very convoluted. Okay. Cooper walks down the hallway in a tuxedo. He meets Harry and Ed and shows them $10,000 of the Bureau's money for gambling. Ed leaves and Harry tells Cooper about what Josie told him. Cooper agrees to look into it and Audrey enters just after Cooper leaves, leaving him a message at the station house. My favorite scene. Just because really? Cooper, is, Cooper is so excited to gamble and I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This like th this part of the show. I'm like, oh, I, I like this show where it's getting <laughs> the next few scenes with Cooper, and I'm like, I like the feeling of gambling, <laughs> like about to go to a casino. Cooper's excitement to use the bureau's money and then get the return is the optimism that I respect when yeah. going to casino. Like I always get my fifteen percent return. Yeah, I do think. Uh, I, I I mean I'm I am surprised that Cooper was just like. Why should I? Why do you believe Josie? You know, and it, and Truman's like, because I love her. And he actually and then like Cooper's. Like, Cooper's like, yeah, that's enough. I get it. Yeah, and it was just. It was like uh, we need to know more, and it was just very quick. Yeah, I think it would have been better character. I mean, I was thinking after they said this, I'm like, why do they like each other? Like, why does Cooper like him? They seem to have no. Uh, like, I don't. I don't have a lot of respect for Harry Truman. You know, like I think he, that he might just like like his lifestyle where he's like, oh, he's just a cop in the oh. city, like lives his life. It's like fits him well. Yeah, I wish I could kind of fit into that type of thing and tries to do the same thing. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess maybe maybe you're right. Like he was so wound up before and like, right. Like, he's like at a higher level, but kind of envious of like how little responsibility. Yeah, uh, he has. But I don't know. 
I think it's just a me. I think there's a little bit of a bromance there. And yes, Dennis, I love that scene where he just says, I love her. And then Cooper says, well, that's good enough for me. Like yeah. that's like pure logical, but just like, all right, I got to trust my boy here. And that's all we got in the end of the day is just boys. But I actually didn't like that scene. You didn't? No, I didn't like that. I, I think it would have been cooler if he was like, no, I don't trust you. You're going to get the other one. I put the two back there. <laughs> Owen didn't put the chairs in the back. <laughs> Owen's a bad boy. Yeah. Oh, uh oh, Owen's talking in third person. Like, <laughs> don't worry, Owen's got this covered. <laughs> Owen's going to get him and James. <laughs> Owen's gonna get those chairs and James. Don't you worry, baby. <laughs> do you, Owen, do you have to take care of something really quick? No, I'll do it after. Okay. Uh, they decide to be oral surgeons, which is a great cover because I think oral surgeons are like big quacks. I don't think those guys do anything. They just remove wisdom teeth. And I don't think anybody really needs their wisdom teeth removed, but we can get into that in another pod. Okay. At the station house, the boys play with bugs and disguises. Oh, wait, before that, Audrey slips a note under the door of Cooper's room as a oh. new guest checks in. I didn't realize that. Wait, is that the scene where she she sees like another Asian guy checking in? Maybe. I, I know. I remember the note slipping, but I do not remember somebody else checking into the room. She, she was walking past a guy like going to his room and it's like an Asian guy. And I think the connection was that I, mean, I don't know. I assume that has to do with the other Asian lady. I don't know. I can tell you what's happening here just based off of this sentence alone. So Cooper switched rooms just because Audrey knew which room he was in. That's uh, it. Okay. That's Got all it. it is. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Like he doesn't want her showing up naked anymore. Oh. So. Yeah, Dennis, Dennis, your theory was good though, right? Yeah. If there's two Asian people in the show, they must be related. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so the, it was just a random point, guy going into, into his room? Yeah, the, he just switched rooms and somebody else is checking in. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kevin, delete this. Okay, I'll delete that. Kevin, note to self, delete that. At the station house, the boys play with bugs and disguises. Alone in the conference room, Waldo says, Laura? And a gun fires and breaks a picture. Leo runs through the rain to his truck. The bird bleeds all over a pile of donuts. And Cooper listens to the recorded voice of the bird saying, hurting me, stop it. Leo, no. That was a good scene. It was yeah. a really good scene. I liked that the bird bleeding over the donuts. I was like, that's actually like pretty good, uh, I guess, like cinematography. I don't know if that's the right word. It was a good scene. It looked good. Um, it was. And the fact that it was over a jelly donut just kind of made it like yeah. more romantic. <laughs> Hard to explain, yeah, but... I did like at the point when they're re-listening to the recording, they have Lucy. R Lucy was recorded on there asking a question, and she got embarrassed because she could hear herself talking to the bird out there. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're re-listening to it. So a lot happened there. And to finding out that Leo is like definitely involved somewhere, some point. He's like everywhere with that rifle in this episode. He's like three locations, trying to kill everything and everyone. Well, there's a there's a big sniper tower in Twin Peaks, and he's just at the top, kind of you know aiming. It's like that scene in Inglorious Bastards where the yeah. guy's like shooting down sixty five soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, I gotta aim at the window at the sheriff's office. Oh, now I gotta aim at my house. Kind of, he's got a good aim at every everything. I thought it was a little convenient that Leo shoots Waldo the second it starts talking. Like it's not like he could hear the bird talking. I thought that was a little bit of a force. Well, didn't didn't the didn't Lucy say something on the radio? The bird was talking. Oh, maybe like he knew the bird. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. The bird was starting to talk, so we got over there ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that explains. I, why were that those donuts just sitting in there? So many. They keep doing that. They just keep stacking donuts. Like, just have them in the box. Have them in the box. Yeah. And under a birdcage? Could you imagine? Yeah, where it's good, like, poop on it and, like, yeah. stuff. Or just, like, the dust from a bird. It's like, I wouldn't want any animal hanging over my donuts. No. These donuts are going to come back in a major way. They're almost Big stacked time. like chips at a casino. Oh. 
Kevin. Like, yeah. I don't know how to explain time. it, but they are like it's like they're stacked like chips at a casino, and it's a casino episode. But how I can't, I don't have any other further insight on that. But they are the bathroom. All right, Owen, oh, put yourself on mute for a second. The officers enter one-eyed Jacks, and Cooper suggests that Jacques is dealing in the back. Jacques. Blackie introduces herself and says that Ed looks like a cop. They go toward the casino. Sorry, my- I'm, I'm thrown off. I was trying to. Well, I was looking at Owen trying to decipher what was going on. Say the last paragraph because I wasn't listening. The officers enter one-eyed Jacks, and Cooper suggests that Jacques is dealing in the back. Blackie introduces herself and says that Ed looks like a cop. They go toward the casino. Yeah, I love um, Ed kind of reminds me of Michael Jackson or not Michael. The guy from um, Wedding Singer that's trying to look like Michael Jackson. Um, Do you remember him? Oh, is that what he's supposed to look like? No, but that's what he reminded me of. And then I like Agent Cooper's costume is kind of just he they pull out this whole costume thing and he's like let's put glasses on you know (laughs) (laughs) i like that they gave him a wig but it's just his hair a little bit more a little bit more hair for adding a mustache there's a lot of wigs in this episode can you pull this up real quick yeah of course oh okay i see what you're saying but i think dennis so dennis sent me a, a link to a guy from the wedding singer that's perfect that's literally what he looked like. Yeah, that's just what people looked like in 1990. In my understanding. I didn't understand Ed's slip up where he's like, I'm not going to be an oral surgeon, but I, I work at a gas station, but I'm also an oral surgeon. Do you know what I'm talking about? You don't understand it. I think he just broke characters like that dumb and he just forgot. And then he tried to cover it up, though, with like the weird flirt line about like dumb work. I don't know. I just thought it was funny that he like immediately he's in it for like five seconds and completely forgot that he was supposed to have a cover. He's just too dumb. And he's like, I run a gas station. He's like, oh, wait, no, I'm an oral surgeon. I I think it was all on purpose. Like, just go like, I'm sure ever all these guys that go in and lie and to kind of show that that they're they're just lie about shit. (sighs) I get it get that too yeah it was almost maybe like relieving to her like oh right mr surgeon like yeah well she she basically did say that she's like oh my car has a root canal oh "Oh." that's funny that was good by her okay so that i like that scene when i when i would watch this episode i was thinking would you guys want to maybe like just hang out at one-eyed jacks like a weekend I thought the same thing. I was like, if we can't go to One Eye Jacks, I would go to Reno. Yeah. For anything. Just the feeling of them walking in and like the excitement they're having of like I didn't I didn't know how much it was like more than just a brothel. It's like a whole hangout. It's like a yeah, club. it looks it's sick. like fun, <laughs> like fun times are had here. You don't and need the- to go have sex with these girls here. You could just play pool, you could gamble, you could do all these things. Yeah. And there's something about walking into a casino where you're not yourself. You're like, I am a different person tonight. Like, yeah, I am like, a high roller. I'm wearing this weird shirt that I never wear. Let's fucking go. You feel like fresh and you're like, whoa, I got a whole night in front of me. Yeah, it's amazing until you bust out like $10,000 to lose all of it. <laughs> you're like, not all if right. it's the bureau's money. <laughs> That's true. Well, let's try to get the bureau's money and recreate this whole scene. I'm down. If we had to pick a Peak Freaks retreat, would it be Pebble Beach, Reno, slash One-Eyed Jacks, or Swicomi Falls, or whatever it's called? Probably Seattle or Washington. No, no, Reno. It's <laughs> my it'd probably, it'd probably be Reno, too. Reno's sick. I, don't, I, I hate gambling, but I want to go to Have Reno. you played craps? I, I, didn't like, I didn't like gambling until I learned how to play craps. I just don't like losing money. Craps, you don't lose money. You just like sit on it. Or you do, yeah. You, you barely lose. Or like you walk away money. like after losing like $10. And you're like, okay. After two hours happening. and like free drinks. All right, let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> craps will change your life, I swear. Like I felt the same way about gambling. Like slot machines are stupid. Poker's stupid. But like craps, you can like walk away before it happens. It's like, oh, okay, tonight's not the night. 
yeah it's, it's very opportunistic it's great okay next scene the Icelandic investors sing to Ben, who suggests that Jerry take the guest to the dining room. He asks when they will sign the contract, and Jerry says they want a signing party. Ben calls Josie to ask where Catherine is, and she says she will get Catherine to the mill. Hank sits with Josie. Is this where they're singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall? Or am I wrong? I don't recall them singing. I, I mean, remember them singing that. something. Were they, they were singing, and then it was like Horn says, I don't know, I don't know this song. They were just singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Like, how does he not know that song? Do you Can guys know that song? It? Yeah, I know that. I know it. <laughs> I actually hate that song. No. More oh. than probably any song in the whole world. Okay, I was going to say, who likes the song? Yeah. No one likes the song. It's the same song 99 times. Yeah, it's like, why don't you know? 99, 98, 97? Might as well just fucking do that. You simply have got to teach me some of these incredible songs. <laughs> he doesn't know Listen. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, why does he not know this song? Oh, I I like him now. Is he being sarcastic? He's, he's a probably being sarcastic. Yeah. He's a smoother. I, I think he's being sarcastic too, but I thought that was crazy that if he didn't actually know that song. But then I was like, maybe that was like <laughs> newish. In the 90s, where because that's the only time I remember it from the amount of times I send 99 bottles of beer on the wall was when I was like young, and that song came up all the time. If you're going on like a road trip or anything, you try to get from 100 to zero, you always quit at like 80. I agree, Dennis. I like Ben, I think he is just like he's he's kind of calling jerry out on his shit he's like dude we just need to get this contract signed like i don't want to like drag this out any longer yeah and he's like and he's playing this like haha this song is great you must teach me it 99 bottles yeah. of beer on the wall he's not even fucking listening to it yeah <laughs> i did find it interesting that he they were like blatantly eating ice cream during that scene definitely goes back to the ben and jerry thing oh yeah i thought about that too Damn, did they start Ben and Jerry's? Is that the whole thing? Oh. Yeah, maybe that's where this ends off. <laughs> Even though I think we had a year. Oh, we couldn't burn the thing now. Let's start an ice cream store. <laughs> yeah, let's cool this down. <laughs> <laughs> what can put out this fire? <laughs> let's make ice cream. Let's make ice cream. 99 bottles of ice cream. <laughs> Who's that lead singer of the Grateful Dead? Jerry Garcia? How about Cherry Garcia? <laughs> Jimmy yeah. Fallon cookie dough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that part. Wait, so the uh, big thing I got from this scene is that Ben is trying to kill Catherine in the fire. Yeah, which it was crazy. I was not yeah. expecting that at all. And that Josie is like all about well, it. So is the next scene the life insurance thing? I yeah and that scene right like, i couldn't figure that out either who is doing what and yeah. who's getting the life insurance she signed something so i think i think he put a life insurance policy on her and for it to be valid she has to sign it and that, like everything was signed other than one document and this cop came to her to sign it he's like oh i always hold one because there's one just to make sure to do in person so so ben put the life insurance policy on her. Honestly, I don't want to spend too much time digging into this. I just don't follow it. And I'm sure it'll like make sense eventually, but I think she's just caught on to something before she was so like, what? I didn't know anything weird was going on. Life insurance policy comes up. She's like, oh, this is fucked. And then no, but I think, I think it's either she knows that she's getting a life insurance policy and that she's going to die or she doesn't. And so I think she knows. Okay. Because, I mean, it would be interesting if she knows. She looks shocked, though. That's where it was like, kind of like, oh. And then she was playing it cool. Like, oh, I knew about this. Oh. But maybe. Maybe she's playing Bad timing. Like, 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 talking about burning the thing down. I don't know if I read this, but Madeline sneaks down the stairs with a paper bag, and Leland watches her leave. Maddie wearing a blonde wig, and Donna picks up James. Okay, so now we are at... Audrey walks into Blackie's office and hands her a resume using the alias Hester print. I did not catch that. Oh, yeah. Isn't that like Esther? That's Scarlet. Go Scarlet ahead. letter. 
Yeah, the Scarlett Johansson, which is interesting because you did compare her to Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, she looks like her. Blackie quickly determines that it. I'm sorry, the name Blackie is like if I ask my kid to name a black cat. <laughs> yeah, just... Blackie sounds like a little <laughs> bit of a slur. Yeah. <laughs> Blackie quickly determines that it is fake. Audrey ties a cherry stem in a knot in her mouth, and Blackie agrees to keep her around. It's like the loosest tied cherry stem tie though too what was that all about is that how it's supposed to be just like like a like a soft pretzel i mean that's sort of cherry you know, with their like. tongue you think it's gonna be like a pulled tight sort of knot? i thought yeah i thought that's the point i thought that's like that's the trick oh okay. okay. I, I know that um like you weren't gonna get hired at your job but you did this exact same thing mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> What made you think to do that? Was it the show or just like you're good with your tongue? No, it's just like I had a cherry in my pocket and I was like, what can I do to like really win them over? And I was like, so first I blew the guy who was interviewing me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was, I was like, you want to see a trick? And he's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I was just trying to think, I guess if you're really good at that, you're good at giving blowjobs. Is that is that what that's no, supposed you, to mean? It's, no, do you not remember the tying a knot on a cherry stem? That's like the whole thing. It's like taking a starburst. No, yeah, the starburst. I get it, but like, yes, the implication is that you're good with your tongue. Yes. So she go like going around the dick with her tongue. <laughs> she could tie your dick up, dude. And cherry stem <laughs> dick, Dennis. <laughs> she goes, yes, Dennis. She going around the dick. <laughs> Like, that what does that mean with the tongue? It just means she's good with her tongue. For what? No, I think it's implied that it means she's good at blowjobs. Okay, we don't need all that. <laughs> as Cooper <laughs> as Cooper cleans up the blackjack table, Jacques begins to deal. Dr. Jacoby watches Invitation to Love, and James, Maddie, and Donna call him. Maddie tells him to go to the door, and he brings a derringer. An envelope with a video cassette waits for him. The video shows Maddie disguised as Laura, purporting to actually be her. She instructs Jacoby to meet her in 10 minutes at the gazebo. Bobby spies on them through bushes while someone else spies on Bobby. I was going to say it was interesting that they filmed it and like shipped it right away and gave it to the guy. And, and she's standing there in the same thing, you know. That was the era where you had the giant camcorders with the yeah. VHS. I guess as yeah. soon as it's as soon as it's done, you just rewind it and send it. But they didn't even get to look at it. They're like, "Shit, did it look good?" Did yeah, it look real? <laughs> <laughs> they forgot to erase all the R words. <laughs> uh, no editing. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was like at first when they showed Laura, Laura's cousin walking up. I was like, "All right, is Laura alive? Is that what like's going on?" I just. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I fucking get it. That's why she walked out before she had a wig. I don't know. Laura's cousin's part of this. She's she's like weaved her way in and is doing something, I think, bad. Um, or is just straight up is Laura and dyed her hair black. And she's playing with everybody. Uh, it was, that it, is it interesting. Was, like maybe like there is no cousin Maddie and like Leland is just pure delusional. And like he just like, bought into the character of Maddie while yeah. they haven't showed the mom in a while. I just noticed that. But um oh, that I is the whole time they were gonna do what Kevin said, a crank on this guy with the recording. <laughs> I thought okay. so too. I they and I they're, they're like, gonna do right, a crank call. Yeah, it's like never mind, you looking enough like her and you probably sound like her like You'll Wait, Dennis, can I cut you off? You thought they were just going to like put the voice recorder. Yeah. To them. Yeah, me too. Like they definitely exactly. was. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden they showed a video. I'm like, what the fuck? What and it's idiot? her just saying, like, okay, I guess. Doesn't seem believable to me at all. Yeah. And she does like a perfect impression that she just mastered in one day. Yeah. Takes It takes like someone like um, Frank Caliendo. I watched a YouTube video on this. It takes them weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, studying to do a Trump mastering to do an Elon. The only things I have on this scene is I don't understand Dr. Jacoby's obsession with Hawaii because Hawaii because he's like drinking a tropical drink. He answers the phone. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get oh, wait, it. Really? 
Yeah, he goes, Aloha. <laughs> yeah, that seems kind of forced. I just hate his shoes. They showed his shoes. And I'm like, I can't like I they're they're literally clown shoes. They're high top, like very like I don't know. I fucking hate him. I saw him and I'm like, this is it just infuriates me. I hate the way he dresses. I hate him so much. It's so annoying. And he's sitting at home watching TV with those fucking glasses on. Uh, It's so annoying. He's he pisses me off. Could you imagine just resting? Look at those things. (laughs) What are those? I've never I seen anything my, like it. If my kid drew shoes on someone, like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're like, like these are shoes, like they're yeah. overly sized. And and yeah, Freddie and Ozzy are like, shoes are blue. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Dad? Big blue shoes. Shoes are always blue, Dad. Yeah. And glasses are always green. Yeah. And, and I'm watching TV so in a suit and suspenders. <laughs> Makes me. Uh, unreasonably angry anytime I see him because he just pisses me off for what he wears. So it's like all I focus on. When Jacoby leaves, James and Donna enter his house. Bobby watches and puts a white package in James's bike. Oh, someone, I, that. I did, and I don't understand what it was. But someone watches Maddie by the gazebo, and we're done. Yeah, yeah it, it looked cool. like drugs that they put in his like uh, cocaine that he put in his gas tank. It looked like. I felt like that ending was very anti-climatic. The finale's next. Like it's gonna be, it's gotta be amazing. So I think that they set it up pretty well, though. Yeah. So Lila, Lee, Leo, not Leland. Lilo is watching that. Lilo and Stitch. (laughs) (laughs) Ha wiki wiki my loki loki have it. Yeah, I got Hawaii in the mind, man. Which? Oh, Dr. Jacoby. Yes, I was going to say Dr. Jacoby named named that movie. (laughs) And Moana. (laughs) Um, Shit, I can't believe we're one episode left. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. If we're going to talk about the best scenes now, I'll just go right into that. Why don't we start with best scenes? Go ahead. All right, best scene... I like the casino scene. I just like that feeling of walking in the casino and like you're excited. You get the bureau's money. I, I like that. I, I, I like, I like what I jacks. I want to go there. I agree. 150%. <laughs> I just like Cooper's excitement for going to that casino. Yeah. I related to that so much. I, that, that made me like his character a lot more. Like he's excited for like that sort of thing. Like he's normal not masculine people. energy. Yeah. I love that both of your guys' favorite scene is just a part where you both got a dopamine hit. Where you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. It has literally probably like barely anything to do with the show. But it made you guys feel the best because you're like, I can see myself there. Exactly. Because, yeah, uh, the other scene I liked is just when he like says he's going to go get two malts. And I'm like, oh, I could go for a malt. Actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> too yeah <laughs> i was like damn that sounds good a chocolate malt <laughs> i don't like the french fries part i don't like the combination of that there's worse things <laughs> oh and do you have a favorite scene because mine is definitely the casino scene too <laughs> my favorite scene is the bird scene like the whole when it was talking when it got shot donut all of it which is very boring because it's not like your guys fun energetic casino it's not boring because you talked about it earlier how it was like very i I don't know the word either cinematographic (laughs) like the way that scene was shot seemed different than any other scene in the show yeah it seemed well thought through and was like yeah actually like they were like let's video camera this going back forth while bleeding on top of a jelly donut did you notice that donuts still kind of look good even with blood on top of them oh yeah i mean yeah they made it look like jelly you're like yeah i'm like i guess i would still eat that yeah (laughs) okay oh and you said you had a winner ready oh and winner of the episode i think it's my favorite winner of the episode was ed at the casino and the main reason I thought is because I liked his like whole outfit. He had his disguise where it's just a mustache and a bigger, more hair than he normally had. But him immediately forgetting his cover. I, I agree. Yeah. Like Ed there, I didn't really think much about him, but I'm like, oh, I kind of like this character after this scene. Oh, my winner, oh. Agent Cooper, just because he was excited to go to the casino. That's how I would be. 
I think the more and more I listen to our podcast, it's like a majority of the things that you guys love about the show is where you can insert yourself and be like, I could be in this show. And I'll that's what I love about any show. <laughs> yeah, that's every <laughs> show. Yeah. All right. Oh, and so did you say you're a loser? Hey, Dr. J just can't stand oh. that guy. He really pisses me off. And he just got duped. I think he got duped by the tape and he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he just ran out of it house so i don't know i think he's an idiot and i like just get different shoes different clothes because yeah make me angry and what's yours mine is maddie i hate the way she just like shows up puts on a wig does a perfect lore impression i think it's so forced and i hope that like it isn't as obvious that like it is laura or that everything about that character i just hate yeah Mine is Harry Truman. I think I didn't really think about it until Owen mentioned just how dumb he is with the uh, the bird and, and uh, on Laura. Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> nice. That's I think it. that was a good. I think that was a good episode. Yeah, that felt good. That's gonna come out really good. All right, I'll see you guys next week. All right. See ya.